Okie dokie, folks. Welcome to the Roots Report podcast presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by Providence Brewing Company, the Rhode Island Blood Center, Graysale Brewing, Providence Ballet Theater, New Bedford Festival Theater, Jane Adams Resource Corporation, Festival Ballet, Trinity Brewhouse, CIC Providence, and R1 Indoor Karting. Today we have Brendan Jacob Smith. He portrays Art Garfunkel in the touring production of the Simon and Garfunkel story, The Simon and Garfunkel story will be at Providence Performing Arts Center on March 11th. So y- you don't have a New York accent. Well, college kind of took that out of me, but uh, yeah, I don't really have any sort of New York accent. A bunch of my friends do, but I, I feel like I, it's just kind of, as time has gone on, I went to school in upstate New York, it's just kind of gone. Do you put one on for the show? Because they have accents, don't they? I would say that art has an extremely intense queen's accent yes um but the way the show works is in this so when we're playing the songs we are you know we're performing as as if we are art and and paul simon when we're doing the script we're kind of in third person we're, we're telling their story as opposed to me saying i hi i'm art garfunkel and i'm doing this um when we're playing the songs we are trying to emulate kind of their authentic version of the of the show but it's not like Jersey Boys where I'm saying, like, I'm one of the Jersey Boys. It's not like that. How is the story told? So we kind of start from the beginning uh, when, when they first started as Tom and Jerry, and we're just telling their story and giving context to what's going on in the world when each song and, and we, when each album was released. So it's told in the sense that we are giving context to each song, performing each song, and then kind of going and giving kind of a history lesson of, of Simon and Garfield. Garfunkel from the beginning to when they eventually broke up. Now, do you emulate the arguments? So no, it's not. It's not like I said. It's not like we are pretending to be them. Um, so we're not. We're not bickering back and forth. That's. What, I mean, we have a little flair here and there, but it's not like a full bickering. I mean, I think that would that would be as fun to watch just as watch them argue for two hours. <laughs> you and your friend. What was his name again? Jonah. Jonah. Now you and Jonah have been playing together since high school. You said, and he plays Paul Simon. And now you kind of look like the two of them or is that just stage makeup no i think we i think we kind of look like them i mean we i don't have the exact exact like hair that art garfunkel had no i think only he has that (laughs) yeah i mean it's a very specific look but um you know i think i think we're just trying to emulate their general vibe we're wearing costumes that look like them we have a couple of costume changes to look kind of like how um, each of the albums looked and certain specific performances that they were performing in. So we're trying to emulate their kind of general aura, but not, we don't, I wouldn't, I mean, no one's going to look exactly like him. I'm, I'm significantly taller than, than uh, Jonah, so that, that makes a difference. You know, we, I think once you, if you see it on stage, you'll be like, okay, I see what they're going for. They don't look exactly like them, but they're giving their vibe. Now, you said you want a talent show in high school with Jonah playing Simon and Garfunkel music? That's right. So we, um, we had a big talent show at our school called Rising Star. We went to LaGuardia High School in uh, kind of in Lincoln Center, uh, Lincoln Center area, and the two of us auditioned with uh, Simon and Garfunkel medley as freshmen. And usually freshmen don't get into that talent show, and and we got in, and it was a, a big deal at the time. And so we've been loving that music ever since since that. Did you perform as a duo out in clubs or anything prior to joining this show, or was this 
show your first uh, foray into performing? No, we we performed as a duo quite a bit in high school and in college, just kind of like around different clubs in New York. And we and we, we didn't exclusively play Simon and Garfunkel music, though. We, we we have a deep love for all different types of harmonies. So you know, we were performing Beach Boys stuff, which obviously isn't the same when it's you know two two part harmony. But you know, we have a deep love for Everly Brothers music and. Uh, we have just a, a, a big catalog of songs that we've played, you know, around different clubs in New York. But this show was not the first time we were performing together in that kind of a show way. Have you ever heard of the duo Aztec Two-Step? No, but I will definitely add that to the list of things I need to check out. Well, they do. A, they well, they used to do a Simon and Garfunkel songbook night. Aztec Two-Step has been around since the uh, the set since about 1972, I think. And they had a very Simon and Garfunkel sound. There were two of them, Rex and Neil. Um, I've played with them a few times. They're really nice guys, but they have similar harmonies, and they you'd probably really like them. They they're very in the vein of Simon and Garfunkel. Uncle, great harmonies, great songwriting, and uh, Neil's from New York as well. Oh, that's awesome! I'll definitely, definitely check them out. Yeah. So you said that there were there were only two touring companies at this point for this particular show. There, I mean, there are definitely other tribute shows that cover Simon and Garfunkel, but the Simon and Garfunkel story, this particular show that we're doing, is is currently the UK tour and then the US national tour. Where does this US tour take you? All around the country, or does it? Or do you branch out and go to Canada or any other countries, or it's just strictly US based? We've done a lot of the US. Last year we did a little bit of Canada. Actually, this year we're doing a two week sit down in Toronto, so that'll be the little Canada branch. But yeah, so it's mostly U.S., and then we'll do a little bit of dipping into Canada as well. Do you play any instruments? I play piano and bass guitar. Do you play the piano in the show? I don't play the piano in the show. Uh, We have an incredible band behind us, four-piece band, piano, drums, bass, and electric guitar. And our pianist is this guy named Mark in Cabo. He's an incredible, incredible pianist. And, you know, he does Bridge Over Troubled Water so, so well. I I would never even want to touch the keyboard because he crushes it way more than I would. One of the things about Simon and Garfunkel is they, I mean, they both had hits separately. Now, do you only cover the, the actual duo stuff or do you go into the Paul Simon and Simon and uh, the the uh, Art Garfunkel solo work at all? So the show definitely focuses on the Simon and Garfunkel specifically. We don't dip too much into Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel solo work. There's a little bit of an homage in one section, but we don't end up doing like a full any full Paul Simon songs by himself. It's it's definitely just strictly Simon and Garfunkel in like from the beginning of their kind of formation until they eventually broke up. You say this is a multimedia show. What kind of happens? Are, are there several screens, one screen, sets or anything? Or tell me about the stage. So we definitely have a set. We have a multimedia in the sense that we have this we have a projector screen in the background that's projecting some really cool stuff. I mean it's a combination of artwork that was designed specifically for our show as well as kind of some some imagery and some newscast of context of what was going on in the world during when these songs were written. So it's multimedia in the sense that we do have a set. The set is, it kind of, it's hard to explain what it looks like, but it's got like, we have some really cool uh, like lighting and, and some, there are these kind of like interesting looking metallic lights that are around the set and there's some platforms and behind us is, like I said, this really cool projection screen that is showing some amazing artwork that was done by some of the designers of the show and the lighting and the sound is also top tier everyone involved is definitely very 
very um, high-end top tier. You were on America's Got Talent? Yeah, that's right. Uh, my group, T3, which is a group of a trio of tenors, we, we made it to the quarterfinals on America's Got Talent. It was a really cool experience. Was it an acapella band? So we do acapella. But on America's Got Talent, they, they don't recommend you to kind of do acapella. So we, they, we did have band tracks for, for our pieces. But a lot of our uh, stuff, we post a lot of stuff on social media, and a lot of our stuff is acapella. Now, you're in uh, another uh, acapella group as well, or you were in another acapella group besides that one? Uh, Hyanna well, Sound? Yeah, that's right. I was in a group called Hyanna Sound, which is a uh, all-male professional acapella group on Cape Cod. And so I was in that for, for two summers. No longer in that, but that's actually how I met the three guys, uh, the two, sorry, the two other guys from T3. All three of us were in Hyena Sound at one point, and we kind of bonded over that and formed our own group. Now, you, you write your own music as well. Yeah, that's right. I'm in a, um, my brother and I have a, a project together, and we, we actually just recently released an album. Our group is called The Bright Mares. Yeah, like the night, like nightmares. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, where did that come from? Well, the, the two of us kind of have a deep love for kind of darker, darker themed music. We really like alternative rock. We like Radiohead a lot. And, but I, I definitely we have a lot of influence from like bands like the Beatles. And so I feel like our our music is a combination of dark and bright. And so that's kind of where that came from. Does this band have a website, or do you have a website where people can explore your own music? Yes. Well, if you um. You, I, we have a bunch of social media. If you just look up at the Brightmares, we have Facebook and Instagram and all those things. And I personally have a website, um, brendanjacobsmith.com, and that has kind of all of our music and, and kind of gives uh, you a little bit more information and stuff that, about our stuff. But yeah, social media is probably the main thing that my band has. My group T3 is t.3official uh, on all social media platforms, and then my band is the Brightmares. I know with some other touring shows, that members of the cast sometimes put their product for sale at the merch booth. Now, is this something that you do or you don't have anything for sale for, of your own at the merch booth? Actually, the show, the, the Simon and Garfunkel show used to sell CDs of their version of the show and that used to be on sale and we used to kind of go back and talk to people after the show and sign the CDs that we had, but we no longer do that just because of COVID reasons, because <laughs> it's just not like if any of us gets COVID, we can't do the show for, you know, five days. And so obviously that's not the best idea to go out and talk to a bunch of people after the show and sign CDs. So we no longer do that. Have you gotten the blessing of Paul Simon or Art Garfunkel? Have you met them or worked with them on this project at all? I've never met Art or, or Paul Simon, but... I'm hoping one day. People, there's been rumor that Paul Simon's seen the show and, and seems to like it, but I've never personally gotten to meet them. I know the producers, you know, they, they had to sign off on this to make it happen, but I've never personally met them, sadly. I really hope to one day. Who is it that came up with the concept for the show? Actually, it's an English guy. His name is Dean, and he's he's from London. And he came up with this idea because he was the original, he, he played, the, he was in a, a bunch of these type shows in the UK and he thought it'd be a really good idea to, to make a Simon and Garfunkel version of like a Jersey Boys. And so he wrote the script and, and kind of did it with a friend of his in the UK and a producer picked it up and over time it's kind of grown this, this big following. It was. It's really big in the UK. It's been on. It's been on the West End, and and so in the past, I think eight years, it's come to the US, and and now it's slowly but surely gaining a following, and you know we're playing big bigger venues and. 
selling out some cool places. What is your favorite song to sing during the show? So it always used to be America. That was my favorite song to sing. I just loved singing about traveling through the country because that's literally what we were doing on the tour. Did you ever hear uh, Yes's version of that song? I do love Yes, but I don't know if I've heard that version. They do it. a gr- I've heard them do it live too. They do a great version of that song. Ooh, I definitely got to check it out. I love Yes. John Anderson is like one of the best, most amazing vocalist singers that I definitely look up to, so I'll have to check that out. And then now it's kind of morphed into um, keep the customer satisfied. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonah and I do do a version that's a little different. So I used to do the show with this guy named George, who's also one of my my good friends, but ne- never someone that I used to grow up with. And Jonah and I do the song just a little bit more rocking, and, and it's, it's really fun to do it. So I think that's my favorite one right now. Do you do the uh, the old friends bookend song? Because that sounds like a song that was perfect for this show. Yes, we do. We do old friends. That is uh, definitely a big big part of the show. Right. Yes. That's that's like probably the best song to encompass the whole feel of the show because it especially well probably looking back if paul simon and art gunfunkel ever got back together and did something that would be a good song for them to do to look back on their lives together absolutely i mean that that's definitely uh one of those songs that will i feel like it's just it's never going to be not relevant it's just a beautiful beautiful song you and your friend jonah do you do you two get along or do you bicker like simon and garfunkel is it or have you not been together long enough to bicker (laughs) well i mean we've known each other yeah like simon and garfunkel have known each other forever so it's really hard to say but i will say that the two of us get along very very well we know i mean we know all our quirks because we've known each other forever uh and so we know all our little things and so you know if, if one of us is doing something that's bothering the other we'll communicate that to us and it's quickly resolved but yeah i don't i feel like we get along really well in fact i feel like we get along better than we ever have doing the show interestingly enough i was in a duo for quite a long time we we occasionally uh still reunite but i can tell you that it's when you're in a duo together and you spend a lot of time on the road together and practicing together it can be tough you can kind of get on each other's nerves and, and we definitely did yeah it totally can i mean it's a lot of pressure and also you're you're trying to make some incredible music and when life gets in the way of that sometimes it can be tough what's the uh the runtime of the show how long how many songs do you squeeze into this show we do about 26 27 it's a two-hour show so it's definitely a, a beast vocally you know we're doing we're doing a lot of singing and and the next month is going to be a lot of shows so definitely going to have to be drinking a lot of water get some good sleep but yes yeah, it's, it's about two hours now you take an intermission i imagine yep there's an intermission and a little break and then we hit them with all the, the big hits in the second act do you do my little town as well no we don't do that one hmm. actually no don't do my little town now that was a later song of theirs that just before they wrapped up yeah i mean the, the thing with the simon and garfunkel story is that it's like there are so many iconic simon and garfunkel songs to include all of them would be i feel like it would be a four-hour show so it's definitely a tough a tough thing to kind of fit in all of the best songs and i've you know i've had conversations with bean who wrote this wrote it being like why isn't this song in it why isn't that song and he's like well if that song is in then this one isn't so it's like you know it's always tough the deep cuts or is it just primarily the hits it is the hits but there are definitely some deep cuts in there yeah some songs that i didn't even know existed until and i you know joan and i have covered quite a lot we've gone through a lot of their catalog but there's some songs in there that i didn't even realize were, were there so. so you're a couple of kids from i'm from brooklyn and he's from jonas from roosevelt island oh okay which is, is that the one that has the little 
cable car that goes out to it? Yep, that's right, from Spider-Man. That's the one. Oh, I don't think of it as that. I think of that from another movie with uh, Sylvester Stallone that was in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot the name of it, but yeah, that's what I think of when I hear (laughs) Roosevelt Island. Well, you're a couple of kids from New York, and you're playing the music of Simon and Garfunkel, and it's... Where where do you anticipate your career going after you wrap the show? Is this something that you want to do for a long time to come? Well, in some ways, it's kind of the dream, you know, Joan and I have been wanting to do this in kind of a professional setting. We didn't really realize that there was a show like this that existed. And when we got involved, it, it's just been so much fun. So it's hard to really say, you know, it's hard to really not appreciate where we're at. But, you know, there's always there's always room for looking for other things. You know, my band T3 is, we're working on a record right now, so we'll see where that goes. But I do feel like in some ways I'm already living the dream during the show. So You said you're in your mid-20s, so you could, you could age into this role. You could get another, well, you could get a lifetime out of this show if you really wanted to because, I mean, Simon and Garfunkel are the kind of the duo that you could play for just about any age at this point and still make it work. Yeah, I mean, the the guy who wrote the show is, you know, pretty keen on having us for the next 10 years, so if that ends up happening, I'm, I'm happy with that. Well, that's pretty good. So it's a good way to make a living and, uh, you know, do your own music on the side. Exactly. No, it's definitely uh, not a bad gig. I'm very, very grateful. Well, that's a good thing. Being grateful for something like this is a good thing because not many people in music get to get a, a nice show like this that's going to take you around the country and, and keeps you liquid for a while. Couldn't agree more. Yep. Well, anything else you want to add? Uh, wrap up about the show and say to folks to encourage them to come on out and see the show? Well, I'd just say, yeah, I would say um, if you're looking for a night of nostalgia or if you're just looking for a night of some incredible music by Paul Simon and hear kind of an authentic version of what Simon and Garfunkel would sound like, obviously they're not performing together anymore, so it, it's a, an opportunity to hear these incredible songs in a live setting uh, done with love, so I think that uh, anyone would want to come see this. I think it's a family show, but I think even if you don't know who Simon and Garfunkel are, I think it's it's a night to come see. So. Well, I think if you don't know who Simon and Garfunkel are at this point, you must be in a, living under a rock. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. People have said that, but you'd be surprised. I've met some people who didn't know, and I, I was shocked, but we got to educate the people about amazing music. So. Wow, I, I can't believe that there would be people who don't know about Simon and Garfunkel. That would be like saying that you don't know who the Beatles are. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Sadly, I have met people, though, that don't know, you know. Wow. All right. Well, uh, I look forward to seeing the show. Um, good luck on the tour, and uh, thanks for taking the time to talk today. Awesome. Thank you, John. Okie dokie. Thanks to Brendan Jacob Smith for being part of this episode of the Roots Report podcast. The Simon and Garfunkel story will be at the Providence Performing Arts Center on March 11th. For more, get feeling groovy and kick down the cobblestones to ppacri.org. The Roots Report podcast is presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by Providence Brewing Company, Rhode Island Blood Center, Graysale Brewing, Providence Ballet Theater, New Bedford Festival Theater, Jane Adams Resource Corporation, Festival Ballet, Trinity Brewhouse, CIC Providence, and R1 Indoor Karting. Thanks for listening.